2: Giselle has hired a divorce lawyer, so you're saying there's a chance. Hey, kiddies, you're listening to the Chad and Cheese podcast. This is your co-host, Joel. Show me to the nearest Hattie B's Cheeseman. And this is Chad. My brain hurts. So wash. And on this week's show, ISIM settles, Sherman vests, and Florida is gonna Florida. Let's do this. Your head hurts, man. My what?
1: head fucking hurts, man. All <laughs> you don't drink wine and then have bourbon. That's just stupid. And yeah. then then we we both and lots did that. Of it. Yeah, <laughs> we both did that, and that
2: was just not smart. That the was good,
1: the good news here. Is we're
2: we're in uh we're in downtown Nashville for yes. those that haven't been following. And uh, the good news is, apparently, all the birds and the lime scooters uh, <laughs> lock up after around nine o'clock. Thank God because for you. Everyone, yeah. I tried to get on. I don't even know what time it was last night. Denied me, so I had to walk <laughs> all the way back to my hotel. Thanks, Bird. Thanks. Yeah, that's a big shout As out, out to, them the to, bird. To, to Bird Scooters. My shout
1: out, first shout out goes to Debbie McGrath. I hey, really appreciate you having us here in sunny Nashville for Inspire HR. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're on stage later with uh, Christiane Boyd, Andres Chaslavia. I'm sure I didn't say that right. Stephen White. And Matt Charney. How did Matt get on stage with us?
2: Oh, that shit happened. He's just kind of uh, like a, pilot fishing us everywhere. D- a
1: dangler. <laughs> He's a dangler is what he is. So, yeah, we're here in Nashville loving it. And, uh, yeah, excited, excited to get on stage and talk about uh, not quiet quitting. I, I fucking yeah, hate that.
2: I'm hoping a little barbecue <laughs> or some hot chicken yes. helps me uh, yes. get through today's session we'll do that uh next. somber shout out okay. from me uh, this one goes out to john zap anyone that's been in the space for any period of time uh has probably read john's work at some point yeah anyway john john passed away uh kind of suddenly uh last week and this is the uh, the notice that was on ere. Uh, John Zapp, an award winning journalist who was twice nominated for a Pulitzer Prize and later helped Knight Ridder, uh, Below Interactive, and the L.A. newspaper group develop leading online media sites, died uh, this past week. He was seventy years old. Wow. Uh, a brain tumor, apparently. Now, what? I, when I was going back into my mind, a couple of things here. We were set to interview John. We were. We he had he'd written two or three articles uh-huh. about Indeed and I think maybe ZipRecruiter yeah and I had reached out to John and said hey man we got to get you on let's talk he was all scheduled and I think the day before he just messaged me and said hey I've I've got some personal issues to take care of uh, we'll have to postpone the interview. I didn't ask anything of it. It's none of my business. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, that interview was never rescheduled. So that's a uh, a somber um, memory of him. I was first introduced to John back in the early aughts with Cheesehead. Yep. He's a legitimate journalist. <laughs> yes, he And is. I know that it, it irked him to no end that this blogger thing could empower uh, knuckleheads like me to write about the industry. But we had a nice, uh, fun, um, competitive competitiveness about us he would get mad if I would scoop him I would give him kudos for his scoops he will be missed, and he's a dying breed. There aren't very many journalists covering our space anymore. And uh, rest in peace, John. You'll be missed.
1: Yeah, definitely. Rest in peace, John. They, they, so many stories from so many people. He was in in the industry for so long. Wrote about everything. Yep. Uh, stuck his nose into everything, yep. which was which was exactly what he should have been doing. It was awesome. So he was yeah.
2: objective. He wasn't prone to hyperbole. It yeah. was just the facts. Yep. And uh, he was a breath of fresh air. He'll be missed
1: he will be missed. I'm going to try to try to bring these up bring a little it back, bit. Baby. Try to bring these up a little bit. My first shout out goes to Primetime John. That's right. A T-Mobile employee uh, at a retail location. He he put together some really cool TikToks about T-Mobile until get this. Mm-hmm. You've heard this one before. T-Mobile told him to stop. They didn't fire him, but they they told him to stop. Yeah. So I I know I know John was you know, he was making TikToks on the clock, I'm sure. You know, he should have been working. There had to have been yep. something. No, the guy was doing this on his own time. <sighs> Primetime John wasn't on the clock. He was TikTokking, and yet T-Mobile said, TikTok, you do stop. Shout out to Primetime John for understanding what local promotion should look like and a big boo to t-mobile for being a shitty
2: employer i wonder if primetime is the name he gave himself or if he had earned that with his uh his inner circle because when you (laughs) call yourself primetime you really put a a burden on yourself well that's his hashtag to bring the a game you
1: want to check it out it's primetime john j-o-n
2: on tiktok and the cease and desist letters from deon sanders are in route now (laughs) Shout out to uh, our recent monthly winners of oh, yeah. free stuff. Love free stuff. Uh, Rum with Plum, our first winner, uh, Karen Heatwall. Oh, yeah. She celebrated a birthday recently, uh, iSIMS employee. Uh, our beer winner this this month was goes to Deb Lindsley. Of course, beer is sponsored by our friends at Aspen Tech Labs. And last but not least, our bourbon winner goes to Liz newman as our listeners know, Text Kernel is our sugar daddy mm-hmm. for the bourbon bottles that go to our listeners. Yeah. You I- can win, too, folks, if you just head out to chadcheese.com backslash free. Put in your info, and good things will probably happen, including free T-shirts, which I brought with me Ooh, yeah. to Nashville. Uh, those sexy. are sponsored by our friends at Job Get. Uh, really nice t-shirts, Soft. high quality. Oh, they're nice. No Hanes beefy tees nope. in our in our warehouse. Uh, nothing but good stuff, <laughs> as these people know that have gotten shirts. ChadCheese.com backslash free everybody.
1: There it is. I, my, my, my last shout out goes to Lo Hilton, another TikToker. Yes, I am TikToking the hell out of this. Jeez. Uh, who shared her uh, quote, come back to the office, unquote, company culture. Looks like story on TikTok. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Her sitting in an empty office all by herself on the TikTok. You see, quoted text that says, uh, "We really need everyone to come into the office at least twice a week to contribute to company culture." And that, my friends, was an empty fucking office. Yeah, for for Low Hilton.
2: Yeah, it reminds me of the story about people taking Zoom calls in the office. Yes, like to yes. go and, and being alone, uh-huh. being alone there. All right. Well, uh, we got some uh, some some birthdays to announce. Not very many. Uh, it's a light week. Okay. for us. But again, uh, Rum with Plum sponsors our birthday winners. Uh, Mark Jenkins and Denise Adams celebrate birthdays this week. That's the list. Those are easy names too. Yeah, they didn't get easy names. <laughs> Short list. This is my kind of podcast so far.
1: Oh, as we sit here by the pool at the Drury Inn. That's right, kids, in Nashville. Uh, we're thinking about next week when we're going to be on a rooftop. Probably won't be by a pool with country music. Probably, I would say, not country music. Uh, although there will be in the skyline uh, the Eiffel Tower. Ooh, Yeah, that's right, baby. Uh, we're going to catch the vault Yes, we are
2: yes first. we are
1: yes we're gonna do that first as soon as we get in town even before the conference starts we're catching the vonk on uh the top of a top of a hotel rooftop rooftop
2: yep rooftop party we're gonna and, get to see the whole eiffel tower not just the tip
1: i Chad. Hope, yeah i i hope so i hope so it's now or never kids i mean if you're in or around paris and that means europe really i mean come on uh, you got to be there. Grab your tickets. Go to com. Click on events in the upper right-hand corner and get 20% off a goddamn ticket, kids. Come on. What? Come we see Chad and Cheese. We're going to be on the floor doing this podcast thing. We'll be on the stage doing the talking thing. So uh, come to Paris.
2: Also not in Paris, along with the country music, uh-huh. more than likely, will be fantasy football, oh, American style. Well, God. another week is in the books, everybody. And here's your leaderboard. Powered, as always, by our friends at Factory Fix. Coming in three weeks in a row at number one, Christy killing it, and she is killing Jeez. it. She faces me this week. So uh, <laughs> she's she's out of the number one spot uh, oh, as far as I'm I concerned. Number two, the Canuck, Surge Strange Brew, brute Boudreau. <laughs> that's easy for me to say. Uh, in the number two spot, followed by Jason Voorhees Putnam, Joel Nacho Cheeseman. James Hatfield, Gilliam, Chris, come on, Mannion, Dennis Tupperware, (laughs) Matt Henry-Hill, Smoke and Joe Wilkie, Chad, Prince of Portugal, So Watch, Mike D. Schaefer and Dan Marino shoemaker. Oh,
1: so Factory Fix is not in the basement anymore. Not in
2: the basement anymore. Okay, they can they can get back there this week (laughs) with another epic loss by uh, by Mike Schaefer. Good luck, everybody.
1: Awesome, awesome. (laughs) All right, I think it's 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 time, isn't it? (laughs)
2: Topics. All right, let's talk a little. I sems spark start. A recruitment marketing video platform announced this week that it has settled the patent infringement lawsuit it brought against iSIMS. The case involved iSIMS Video Studio product, which is built on the technology of the former All True Labs, a company iSIMS acquired a few months ago. And we talked about that on the show. Chad, give us some judgment (laughs) it's on this news
1: oh my god first and foremost let me say that i'm not a patent lawyer and i have never played one on tv no. uh so uh first off i reached out to isems and i got some uh attorney response mumbo jumbo oh, bullshit did you? yes it was it was it was horrible but then i reached out to friends yeah and i asked business questions not legal questions and uh, luckily, we have friends over at Isum, so so I asked them, you know, whether this was going to impact their business, if they were going to have to change anything, et cetera, et cetera. And it was pretty much, this will not impact our roadmap or operations of the video platform. So they're free and clear. Yep. It, it's interesting, though. I also reached out to to Spark Start for a, a comment and specificity around hmm. the settlement. And was pointed to the patent, which didn't help a fucking bit. Yeah. From everything I currently understand about this, and again, not a patent lawyer, it's it's more about the video approval process than anything else. Okay. Technically. The article says specifically and points out, quote, large enterprises need secure approval processes and the ability to manage video at scale, end quote. Okay. So this was more about process. Instead of like infringing on trying to copy somebody's tech, because I don't think Got anybody's it. trying to copy SparkStart's
2: tech. No, I mean when I look at the the solution, it's basically embed code on a job description. <laughs> I mean, it's generally, it's basically take a YouTube video and embed it. So I didn't, I'm glad that you, you clarified exactly what was going on. It'll be interesting to know if whether it's sort of an ongoing licensing fee that ISIMS has to pay to do this, or yeah. whether it's a flat fee. Terms were not disclosed. No shocker there. Patents in our, in our space are really uh, interesting. Uh, I yeah. remember back in the mid-2000s, a company called uh, EmployOn, on oh, yes. the patent for scraping uh, job postings, yeah. A company called Get the Job was founded. F- scraping jobs yep. as an Indeed competitor at the time and, and I written I had written many letters like oh they're going to put Indeed out of business they're going to like you know make them uh, stop doing what they're doing nothing changed nope. even though they have this patent around scraping jobs so uh, yeah this to me is probably much to do about nothing write a check I'm sure I Sims didn't want any sort of legal issues with a potential IPO coming up and other issues that they're dealing with so
1: it is interesting that she didn't launch this that Spark's didn't launch this against all true walter didn't have any money that's exactly ISM's right money. they're <laughs> sitting back waiting for somebody to yeah. get acquired yeah. who has cash and then lay this out so my my first thought was this is a pretty weak there are many patents out there that are just weak as hell yeah again i'm not a patent guy although from a process standpoint it's like trying to tell somebody they can't open the 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 door with the right hand because you have a patent on it right yeah. that's the process i'm right-handed what do you mean yeah i reached out to a guy who owns several patents and i asked him why wouldn't Isims just kick this in the nuts i mean literally just just kill it yeah and then you know the, the patent would it would fail possibly at that point and he said well it might it might actually cost less to settle than yeah. to go to court uh, not to mention the optics. Yep. Um, but there was something else that he said that I thought was interesting is that, look, first and foremost, if it's cheaper to settle than go to court, you also have the opportunity to start to build a moat. Now, all the other video platforms that are out there that might actually have a similar approval and management system, uh, now they have, to, they have to try to navigate around this. iSIMS
2: doesn't. Yeah, in terms of iSIMS buying or, or spark starts
1: that the settlement actually going with the settlement and sure. saying okay let's keep the patent in place so that we don't have to worry about it because we've already paid through this but everybody else that's out there now has to navigate
2: around it yeah yeah a lot of people just exist to get patents on shit and then wait around to sue people when they <laughs> when they do is stuff. That,
1: that's a business model. i remember
2: a shark tank episode with a guy who patented a hole in a jacket so that you could run your headphones yes through yeah. the jacket yeah. and literally had a, a patent on that now of course with bluetooth speakers and and airpods and whatnot that's kind of irrelevant but people yeah create these things and uh Stifle innovation. I think it's a bad thing overall. Overall, well, speaking of stifling innovation, <laughs> you got some. You got some uh, insider scoop on Eightfold and Indeed. What's going on there? So
1: there are rumors flying around that Eightfold are laying off about twenty percent of their staff, and if we Ouch. take a look, it, it it says at least on LinkedIn, which is not a a, a, a great way to go it's the by, best it, we got. but it's the best we got. It says that they have around six hundred and fifty employees. So I mean, we're looking at about right. well over. A hundred people that are that are hitting the bricks. And then also hearing that indeed are going through voluntary redundancy, Hmm. which pretty much to me is what happens before you start laying people off. Right. You can take the money now and run Uh or you can you can hope that you're not a part of a riff.
2: Yeah. It's the cage-free egg. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the doors open. If you leave, you can, you know, keep your keep your dignity and yeah. your eggs with you. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so the first thing I thought was, I hope no one that was working the eightfold booth at HR Tech oh, was one of the layoffs geez. because oh my God. so much money went into that booth, yes. uh, and, and they are laying the groundwork for the. Um, you know, certain certainty of it's the biggest booth at every HR Tech that next year. Uh, you know, the the decline starts happening rapidly. But yeah, I'd be really pissed if I was working the booth and saw that thing and realized that I was losing my job. Um, on the Indeed thing, I don't know. Uh, we talked about the Google for Jobs uh ac- acquiescence last week and yeah. having Google do that. Uh, it kind of makes me think things might be cracking at indeed Uh, i hear that things are great there but i also see things with my own eyes like this (laughs) and the google for jobs thing that that makes me think like either their economists are saying hey shit's really going to get bad we got to prep for it, or the business isn't uh as as uh, robust as it used to be i don't know let's keep our eye on indeed and you know we will
1: yeah 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 it's it is it is interesting, like you said um this to me just seems like the first step. it just seems like the first step, so there's gonna be there're going to be things that are happening and in indeed, yeah. and you know they're a big organization who make make a shit ton of cash if they do falter a bit, there's gonna be changes,
2: yeah, yeah, and they got a lot of, of real estate to kind of work through oh, as Jesus. well i think they made some some leases uh before the pandemic hit and their uh work from home totally so see how that works out. Let's take a quick break. Refill these waters because my body needs it. Yes. And uh, we'll talk about people getting some money.
3: money. Money, money, money. Money. Human resources is supposed to be about humans. I mean, it's right there in the name. But when your hiring team is more like an assembly line glued to their computers, manually posting heaps of jobs everywhere they can think of, that human part feels nowhere to be found. This is a new era. PandoIQ takes the mind-numbing copy-pasting and nerve-wracking guesswork out of the job posting process. When you plan a hiring campaign with PandoIQ, you tell us who you need. Then, before you ever spend a cent, we predict what it will cost to find them. PandoIQ chooses the ideal recruiting sites from thousands of options, targeting the ones your next great hire frequently visits, then fires off your ads at precisely calculated times, surfacing the most relevant applicants for you to pick from. Now you're free to get to know the best talent, Build great teams and take care of your humans. Pando IQ will do the rest so you can get back to doing what the computers can't.
1: For more information on Pando IQ, go to
2: pandologic.com. That's pandologic.com. All right, Chad. Despite the economy, people are still getting lots of checks. They, they are. To fund their businesses. Uh, let's talk about a few of them. Extreme. A mobile first hiring and onboarding platform for remote workers has extended its Series B funding round by $60 million, bringing its total Series B financing to $108 million. The funding will be used to enable the company to expand into new industries and develop new products for the increasing deskless workforce. Its customers include fast food, quick service restaurants, including some of my favorites Burger King, Dairy Queen, and <laughs> Jimmy Frickin' John's. Uh, they also service hotel chains such as Marriott International. Chad, what are your thoughts on Workstream, getting some cash?
1: Yeah, I said it before, and I'll say it again. I don't understand the need to create a new term like deskless employees, number one. Anyway, I see Workstream as another one of those platforms that could easily take the place of an ATS for hourly types of positions. We've seen Fountain. Who uh, they have about 220 million in funding, and Paradox has over 250 million in funding, just to name a few. Uh, And these platforms are are creating really just a a new process and style uh, for for high volume. But I see this moving into into other types of
2: roles in the future as well. But this is this is all the craze. Yeah, it's it's where the world is going. I think we saw some really shakeout with the Alios and yeah. the Mayas and uh-huh. maybe companies that weren't sort of built for uh, for scale and, and to you baby. mentioned Fountain and Paradox. I mean, these guys are are in the same ballpark. And if uh, if if the model is proven, and I think it kind of is at this point. Yeah. then it's like a matter of getting money behind players that are are making um, you know making inroads into the business. So. I think this is, you know, if if paradox and fountain are looking to be Coke and Pepsi, I mean, I think uh, these guys are in a pretty good spot to be Fanta or maybe Dr (laughs) Pepper. So uh, there's plenty, there's plenty of fucking business out there. Plenty of business, yeah, especially in the space you talked about. I mean, healthcare, uh, yeah, lots of room for this messaging style, uh, recruiting and onboarding. It just uh, makes so much sense. Yeah, makes sense. All right, let's go to. uh, uh, firing squad alum, Grayscale Labs. Ty. Ty Abernathy, yeah. The Tex recruiting solution uh, and Atlanta-based Grayscale Labs has raised $7.5 million in a Series A, bringing its grand total to $13.3 million, which also includes some debt financing. Uh, founder. Ty abernathy said they will be investing in product enhancements and building out their team hiring in all areas of the business including enterprise sales product engineering and customer success chad grayscale's doing pretty well what's your take on their news
1: i think i think he was a double applause wasn't he i know yeah. i gave him big applause you gave him big applause okay yeah, yeah so yeah things happen for those companies who come on firing squad right they, they, they just they continue to happen uh ty ty's got great experience very smart very simple platform which is what i loved i think the most about it and to see them get, get a little bit more cash to, to get things rolling, I think, is uh, is awesome. And can't wait to see what they do with it.
2: Yeah, it's amazing that we're still sort of talking about text recruiting, <laughs> tw- you know, 10, ten years hence. Yeah, uh, listeners yeah. will obviously know Text Recruit. They'll know Canvas. Gee, shocking. Uh, people are still texting. Uh, there's still 95% open rates on text messages Eighty plus percent are read within uh, fifteen minutes of receipt. I can speak as a father of some teenagers that they don't read email anymore. They don't answer the phone if they don't know who you are. <laughs> Text messaging seems to be the way. Neither do uh, you. That yeah. Well, I'm I'm young at heart. That's why that's why I don't do it. Uh, you know, I think the uh, the only threats to this business really are if if spam gets out of out of hand. I'm getting more spam messages, sort of random, on my phone. Uh, the, the, the companies do not, the carriers do not want this to become an email spam issue. Uh, so companies that are in this business have to tread lightly, be very careful. Um, international growth is also a challenge for companies like this. And that's why you're seeing a lot of them gravitate toward WhatsApp and messaging services because it does get really costly, uh, to do international texting. So yeah, like you said, core competency and recruitment. They've grown organically, slowly. I think they probably raised just enough to grow the business the way that Ty wants. And these guys are going to be an acquisition at some point down the road. I'm sure once the dust clears of, around the, uh, the economy and the recession fears or that sort of wanes, these guys are going to get, get gobbled up. And, and that investment dollar amount is going to be really palatable for a lot of companies to go grab a text recruiting solution. Next up, we have Aaron. Pittsburgh-based Aaron, an employee referral platform, has raised $5 million in a Series A round. The startup touts over 1.5 million employees in 100 countries, including companies like Pinterest and GoDaddy. The company says uh, it offers an advanced feature set that allows customers to completely automate employee referrals from the point of referral through bonus payment Chad no one's really made it big in the referral business is Aaron gonna break through and be the first
1: that's a good question okay so I was I was wrong in blaming Deb for my hangover it should actually be Mike because Mike. we met Mike the CEO founder CEO last night and he gave us drink tickets kept feeding us uh, drink tickets so uh, I blame Mike. It's a good question with regard to employee referrals because employee referrals, the biggest issue that the whole process or any platform has had is stickiness, is engagement, right? Mm -hmm. So if you can get somebody to use the platform once, that's awesome, but how the fuck are you going to get them back, right? So you have to get that engagement and it has to be a part of a process that continually pings you about friends or your LinkedIn contacts or things like that Mm -hmm. that might be good good fits, you have to get that interaction. And that is, that's where these platforms have fallen down over the years. So, you know, if Mike and team can get that shit straight, maybe, but it's not easy. It's not easy.
2: Yeah. We've been, um, kind of front row in the evolution of this space. You and I both remember H3, which (laughs) was the first, I guess, internet technology introduction into uh, referrals. Yeah. And I thought it was a fantastic idea. I actually got money uh, for referring someone. <laughs> uh, a check showed up at my door, which is pretty cool. And then that business collapsed. The next phase of it was social media is going to be the next referral engine and people are just going to share jobs on social media. Be known and, you know, unbeknownst <laughs> to them that, gee, it's not really cool to just share jobs randomly on social media. So a lot of those players went by the wayside Yep this new cro- new crop of referral uh solutions and i think that aaron uh is is in a good spot if it does happen is number one the the native applications that they provide for their companies so literally uh, when your company signs up, you download the app on the app store, uh, Android or iPhone, so it's a native experience, which is good. It's branded to the company. I think that they are doing a good job with giving little little rewards, right? So they they try. It's their their play is mobile and gamification. So little bits of gift cards, donations, you know, things that are little to kind of keep people engaged. Uh, they're hoping they're going to be able to take that take that to the bank and have a successful company. Uh, time will tell, but they're off to a good start. Uh, nice Series A, a little low, I guess, for Series A. Uh, maybe that's a Series A for 2022. These maybe. these these Series A are going to be a little less uh, robust than they they typically are. But yeah, three three pretty good companies there that we covered and three trends that we see um, you know being hot uh, in 2022 and 2023. I think as we talk about upskilling people trying to keep their employees. I think that referrals are going to continue to be hot because companies want to leverage their own employees to get more people in the door. And speaking of more people in the door, let's Uh talk about SHRM for a second.
1: Okay. Do we have to?
2: We do. This one really caught my (laughs) attention. Uh, So SHRM, for those that don't know, the Society for Human Resource Management, has acquired a company called Linkage, Inc. Their leadership development firm based in Boston. Uh, Linkage is used by more than 250 clients across uh, many industries. Sherm said in a release that Linkage is committed to advancing women and accelerating inclusion in leaders and organizations. Your buddy, Johnny Taylor, Jr., President and CEO of Sherm said, "Quote: This acquisition strengthens Sherm's position as the go-to global organization for all things work, workers, and the workplace." End quote. The linkage deal follows two recent investments by Sherm in Virgil HR, an HR compliance platform, and Gig and Take, who we recently <laughs> talked about, a startup <laughs> that manages flexible workforces. Both Virgil HR and Gig and Take received a hundred grand from Sherm. Chad. What's your take on this SHRM news?
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's interesting because SHRM is a nonprofit. They don't act or run like a nonprofit. So they know? have a
2: nonprofit arm, but they themselves aren't nonprofit. Yeah, it's
1: it is interesting that they're SHRM, the Society of Human Resource, you know, yeah. Management. They are
2: they, the association.
1: They, they are they are the association, but. They're also picking winners and losers at this point, right? I don't know how people feel about that. They, you know, they are a company, but then again, they are more than a company. You know, they are supposed to represent the HR industry. Sure. And is this going too far? That that might be the question.
2: Yeah, this to me is a gross conflict of interest. Yes, they're not. They have a, a nonprofit arm. They're not a nonprofit. But even you, who's been around a while, thought they're a nonprofit organization because they they kind of walk and talk like that duck. I think that if you have a conference where you expect vendors to pay money and exhibit at your show and pay you money to advertise on your site and leverage your marketing uh, platform, that you should not be in the business of acquiring vendors and investing in vendors. You said it. You were spot on when you said, look picking winners and losers. Do these companies now get access to Sherm's database? Do they yeah. get emails from Sherm saying, "Hey, uh, buy this company, they're great." Um, you know, a little disclosure at the bottom, we're an investor. Yeah. I just think it's sort of picking the players on both teams, if you will, and it's just wrong. They they should have a policy how the board allowed this and how the management and executive team allow them to invest and buy companies in this space. I just think it's wrong. They shouldn't do it. They should be Switzerland. It feels
1: weird and wrong yeah uh, you're, you're right. I mean especially when it comes down to let's say for instance there, there are there are thousands of companies that are out there that would love to be able to partner with Sherm to be able to use their database and do a bunch of different things sure. to drive and market their their, their company right yeah. For the most part, it's not easy at all. To partner with Sherm to be able to do those types of things, no. but now there are these organizations that Sherm's buying into that are going to be fucking super
2: powered. I mean, would you like to be a salesperson and say, "Yeah, we're invested," which and Sherm is invested in our company. Would that be nice like a nice little hook to get someone to call you back or answer the phone? I would think so.
1: Yeah. I, I think I think it more goes to like their marketing, their their marketing arm. Because when it comes to sales, it's it's all about awareness, right? Yeah. And being able to get into a trusted company like Sherm and have their their logo and their brand represent yeah. you. Yeah. that's big yeah. right that's big and then you can get into many more doors using the name using the marketing using oh. a lot of it
2: yeah every startup is looking for that that edge yeah. that hook that one thing yep. that's going to get a call back or get a demo scheduled and being able to say that sherm invested in your company is a great way to do that so yep all right let's take another quick break i am going through this water way too fast and we'll talk a little florida from nash vegas
3: and wasted spending and hello to optimized automated campaigns that produce qualified applicants at acquire ROI. We make job advertising easy. Visit us at acquireroi.com and start transforming your talent acquisition today.
2: Chad, Florida's gonna Florida is going to Florida at all times if they if they do anything
1: the, right they florida have
2: you My done God. the google search of your birthday and florida man no, and I see haven't. what comes no, up no, yeah no, that's no. always that's always fun do that at home <laughs> if you if you're at a google Please. uh if you're at a google screen put in your birthday and and put uh, florida man and see what comes up all right the ceo of the year competition is now officially over meet joy jendusa Rhymes like Medusa. Who's going to call her Medusa? (laughs) She's the CEO of Clearwater, Florida-based marketing company, Postcard Mania. This from Vice. The headline, company asked employees to bring family pets to office to work through Hurricane Ian or Ian. Whichever you prefer. I think (laughs) both are correct. Uh, That's right. Never mind the fact that Ian was the strongest hurricane to hit the Tampa area in 100 years. She also encouraged children to join the insanity, saying, quote, We're not closing, we are working, we'll make it super fun for the kids. Yep. Not since comedian Dan Aykroyd's Bag of Glass and Johnny Switchblade <laughs> have kids had this much fun. The company insisted that the media was overhyping Hurricane Ian and that employees were still expected to work through the storm. Chad, is this just Florida being Florida? Or is this a unique case of just stupid?
1: This lady is the worst leader in the world. <laughs> move over, Kim Jong Un. I mean, move this over,
2: is... Jeff Bezos.
1: Go back to the Google machine, kids. Uh, Google Clearwater, Florida. You will notice that it's on a peninsula that is more exposed than even fucking Tampa for hurricanes, right? So she, she's saying, "Hey, we've got this great this great office that you can bring in, and we can hunker down together." No. You know what you do? You get the fuck out of Dodge. Oh, wow. And then she also had a video where she was dropping F-bombs. This was like an, uh, an all-hands call mm-hmm. where she was talking about uh, it was during COVID, and they apparently weren't following COVID protocols. So, you know, an employee, go figure, it's a fucking pandemic. They actually reported her, and she was fucking pissed and she was she was mad about it and dropping f-bombs left and right about these assholes that a couple of you know who you are i believe it's a private company which you know it it makes it a little bit harder to get rid of an asshole like this
2: but uh, i don't know how she survives yeah the company changed course after uh, a little media scrutiny Uh, employees who spoke to vice news said that workers were still expected back in the office Friday after the storm had subsided and that they were still expected to hit their 40 hours of work, even if that meant working through the weekend. Uh, The anonymous employee that spoke to Vice summarized the general feeling among workers as, quote, concern and frustration. I say that the CEO should be thanking her lucky stars that no one was hurt. By keeping them uh, in the office, because lawsuits are plenty. If that were to happen, if
1: you take a look at their glass door score, it's actually pretty pretty high. Yeah. But one of the rankings is a, is a one star ranking, and it says all of these other rankings are bullshit. <laughs> they have them within the first two weeks uh-huh. write a yeah. review. And also for the company and for the CEO. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those games that companies play to be able to get a, a high glass door rating. I posted this on social. Uh, Medusa blocked me.
2: Uh huh. That's just fucking crazy. All right, CEO Medusa, you're on notice. And we will not be buying services from Postcard Mania. We out. We out.
4: Thank you for listening to what's it called?